The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with great big vats of fried chicken smothered in gravy with maybe some corn on top and a big slice of cake. Man, sometimes this diet is hard. Proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of the Stephen or Else podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and here we go. We just got a couple more episodes left, and then we're going into our official hiatus. I I think I know exactly that, well, at this point, I'm fairly certain the date that I'm coming back, and I will announce that in next week's episode. But again, All we're doing right now is I'm just playing, I'm highlighting stuff from other things. This is, none of this stuff is going to be new except for this right here is new. And ultimately what I'm trying to do is just fill in the time while I'm on break because I am furiously writing and recording all new stuff for the new show. And when it comes out, it's going to be freaking amazing. It's going to be freaking amazing. But until then, um... At least this week and next week, you're going to get some more just best of kind of stuff. And we're still rolling through my other podcast because I have done a lot of episodes of my other podcast. Two episodes a week since like September or something. That's a lot of episodes. And I don't want you to think that you're getting everything from my other podcast. Oh, no, I can't. I can't really there's a lot of episodes. You're getting some stuff, and it's not its not necessarily the best of. It's just stuff that I'm uh, just picking and choosing because I can't, I can't sit down and listen to all this and just uh, selectively choose the best stuff. You know, I just I can't do that. I don't have that much time. So I'm just kind of going in and grabbing things and, and throwing them into the episodes. And uh, we're starting... We're, we're, we're near the tail end of what is my other podcast at this point. So this will be the last episode with uh, my other podcast stuff. This will be my other podcast part three. And then I thought next week it would be fun. I Back in the day when I did Just Another Fanboy, I had created a couple clip shows now and again uh, when I was trying to get episodes out and I didn't have time to record. And... Uh, a couple of them that I put out were were the were the more uh, silly stuff that I used to do on the show, which is what I'm going towards with the new show. And so that's what you're going to get next week. Uh, but this week, again, it's my other podcast. I'm actually going to start you out with the little sketch that I recorded, that I wrote and recorded way back for episode number two from back in December. And this is the kind of stuff that you can expect with the new show, which will be coming um Probably the end of July, if not. Yeah, probably the end of July. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, here you go. Enjoy. Welcome once again to the annual Binge Watching Championship. I'm Chuck Bland, and joining me this afternoon is my colleague and all-around swell guy, Tom Stale. Thanks, Chuck. It's always a pleasure. And what a beautiful day it is for binging some TV. It certainly is, Tom. The sun is shining, there's a cool breeze blowing gently from the east, and the birds are singing their singy songs. Thankfully, we're inside and don't have to put up with all that. Too true, Chuck. Too true. Nothing like a bit of sunshine to put a damper on some truly epic TV binging. And speaking of epic binging, Tom, we have a real treat for everyone today. That's right, Chuck. Today, to binge Iron Fist Season 2 on Netflix, hailing from the hills of eastern Kansas, we have returning champ, Stephen R. Orr. This is truly a historical event, Tom, as this will be the first time that Orr has binged a television show professionally since his accident back in 09. Too true, Chuck. And I think I speak for the entire nation when I say how saddened we were on that day in July when Stephen had his fall. You certainly speak for me, Tom. Worse than the sorrow, however, more bitter than the anguish were the inevitable questions. There was a mystery surrounding that day. 
What happened exactly that took Orr out of the game for almost a decade? Thankfully, Chuck, we can now finally answer those questions. That's right, Tom. Last week, our very own Ronnie Chump caught up with Orr as he trained for today's event. It's half past ten in the morning as I join legendary binger Stephen R. Orr on a bus stop bench in the middle of the city. The cars zoom past as he sits stoically, straight-backed, the tension showing on his face as his training reaches hour seven. What is it about this bench, Stephen, that helps you prepare for next week's binge? Well, it's simple, Ronnie. Bus stop benches are known around the world as being some of the most uncomfortable places to sit. And that discomfort helps you? It sure does. How? Well, the couch I'll be using in next week's binge is quite plump and rather soft. It should contour itself to the shape of my back as I watch almost 10 hours of television. If I can sit here on this hard, unforgiving bench for 10 hours, then the couch should be a piece of cake. If you could take us through the events that led to your downfall that week in 09, what happened? What have you learned since? And how will next week differ? What you have to understand, Ronnie, is that I was trying for a record. I had attempted to watch the first four seasons of 24 in just one sitting. That's nearly three days worth of television. Iron Fist season two is just 10 episodes. A walk in the park when you compare the two. So what happened? I was cocky, too sure of myself. I thought I was invincible. After all, I had successfully binged two seasons of Alias without blinking an eye. But four seasons of episodes, 24 per season? Well, it was impossible. By season three, it was all I could do to keep my eyes open. But it was two episodes into season four when my back seized up on me. The pain, it was just so intense. I couldn't move. And then the true horror happened. I had to use the restroom. But I just couldn't pull myself up off that couch. In the end, I had to call time out, call for the medic. It was humiliating. But now you're back. I've had nearly 10 years to figure out who I was, Ronnie, what I wanted. I'm a different person now with different goals. And you're confident that you can sit through all 10 episodes of Iron Fist Season 2? I am, Ronnie. I've never been more sure of anything in my entire life. You heard it here first, folks. Back to the studio. Bold words for sure, Tom. They certainly are, Chuck. They certainly are. And here comes Orr now, striding confidently out onto the field, his 32-ounce mug of Diet Mountain Dew gripped firmly in one hand, the Universal Remote in the other. Well, he definitely looks ready to conquer the world, Chuck. Look at him. He hit play on the remote before he even sat down. Now that's confidence. It certainly is, Tom. And now, as he takes his seat and we hear that all-too-familiar twin percussive blasts that heralds a Netflix original... The crowd goes silent, and the real show begins. So my son announces today that he will be attending the prom. They He hadn't planned on going originally, uh, but now he will be attending. He and a group of friends will be going together. There, there will be no couples. They will just be going as a clump. A clump of friends going to the prom. And I couldn't help but think back to my prom experience. And when I went to prom, it was quite the ordeal because I'm not sure how they do it nowadays. I'm sure a lot of it is the same. But, of course, once I got a date, then I had to go get a tux. And for the men folk who get tuxes. Those of us normal folks who don't just buy a tux, we go and rent them. Well, it being prom season, I go to the the one place in town where you rent tuxes. And there was a long line of other dudes there to get their tuxes. And so you go first and you get measured. And then you come back later, a few days later to actually get the tux. So I was going in to get measured And I had to stand in line, and I stood in line for a good 30 minutes before it was time for me to get up there and get measured. So that out of the way, I then go to a local place to rent a limo because you can't go to the prom 
in your 1970 Oldsmobile Delta 88. You know, you, you want to go in style. And so I went to rent a limo. Well, again, there's only one place in town to rent limousines, and they've got a fleet of them. And I arrive, and again, there's a whole bunch of other dudes there renting limos for the night, so I have to stand in another line. And 30 minutes goes by. I'm checking my watch. The line is moving slowly because apparently there's only one guy there that can fill out the paperwork for you to rent a limo. But finally, after about an hour and 20 minutes, I get up to the front of the line, I fill out my paperwork, and my limo is rented and booked for the night of the prom. A few days later, I go back to the tux shop. I've gotten a call. My tux is ready to be picked up. I go to the tux shop to pick it up. And once again, standing in line. This time I'm in line for almost two and a half hours. There are so many dudes waiting in line to get their tux. Uh, Apparently there was a bar mitzvah happening that weekend and there were 12 different weddings. So I'm standing in line for two and a half hours. Finally, I get up there to the the counter. I get my tux. I take it home. I try it on. It fits perfect. Everything looks good. I look like a one suave dude. So the night of the prom happens. I get my limo. I'm in the back of the limo. They drive me over to the girl's house. I I go to the, the front door and I knock on it. She's there. She's waiting. She's resplendent in the, the dress that she had to buy because we, girls can't just rent dresses, which is just a dumb thing all to itself. We'll get into that later. So she's she, you know, of course, is very impressed by my tuxedo and the limo and we get to the we get to the prom and then we had to stand in line to get into the prom because what they had started doing is they set up a thing right up front so that as you're coming into the prom, you stop and you have a picture taken with you and your date. And they hadn't planned this very well and they didn't give you an option. There wasn't an option out. There wasn't like a chicken door where you could say, nope, I'm just going to go and bypass this and get into the prom. So we stood in line for... About 25 minutes, we get our uh, picture taken after standing in line for so long. We get into the prom. We find a place to stand, and my date looks at me and says, hey, can I get? Can you get me some punch? I said, sure, I'll get you some punch. And I go to the punch bowl, and guess what? There's no punch line. Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and today on your Tuesday episode, I'm freewheeling and monkey dealing. What does that mean? It means I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. I often, when talking about this show, for example, I even said it at the end of episode number 31 of the Stephen or Else podcast. No, I didn't. I didn't say it in that one. I say it in somewhere. Darn it. At the end of some episode, I say... Whatever crawls itself into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. Well, let me let me clue you in on a little something, Jack. Nothing has called itself. Called. See, that's where we're at. Anyway, so I'm sitting in a borrowed truck right now with nothing at all to say. Nothing at all to say. So I'm going to try to fill 15 minutes with just absolutely nothing. There's just nothing on my head. Well, there's hair on my head, but there's nothing in my head. And I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be talking about. I'm sitting here staring across 6th Street in Lawrence, Kansas, looking at a quick shop. The the sign, the light on the sign keeps flickering in and out. I don't know what that means. I'm, I've been kind of studying it to see if there's maybe Morris code, maybe maybe the clerk needs help. But so far, if that's the case, the clerk is uh, doing it very, very slowly. Plus, I can see the clerks, both of them, through the window. They're just sitting there. They're looking at me, probably wonder why, wondering why I'm gesturing at them. However, I doubt that they can see me from way over there. 
Am I painting you a picture, folks? Am I painting you a life picture of what my life is like right now at this very moment as I sit in a borrowed truck watching cars on 6th Street? Man, you're really getting a, you're really getting your money's worth. All right, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to wrap it up because I don't really have much more to say. Um, diet's going okay. I'm not as hungry as I used as as I would normally be all the time. The biggest thing that I need to do, I have two big things that I need to do to really get this diet in full gear. One, I need to start becoming more active. I need to get out there and start walking. I need to do some kind of exercise, something that gets the heart rate going for 15 to 20 minutes at a time, once or twice a day. Beyond that, I need to stop with the snack before bed. Right now, because I'm doing the whole Weight Watchers thing, and it's all about points. I'm, I'm allowed a certain number of points a day, and I kind of plan my way to ensure that I have enough points left to have a glass of milk and some graham crackers at the end of the night. And so far, it's working out, but it's gotten to the point now where I'm almost not all that hungry unless I have my, gotta have my glass of milk and, and my cookies Except for I've, I have a, I'm now drinking lactose-free skim milk, which sounds completely disgusting, but I drink the Fairlife version, and it's actually pretty tasty. And instead of cookies or donuts or cake or cheesecake or just all, you know, I would have four slices of toast, four slices of buttered toast before bed. So now instead of I'm, I'm having a couple of graham crackers. Um, huge changes in the way I eat. Huge changes. I have not had graham crackers are probably the sweetest thing other than fruit that I've had in my body in three weeks. I haven't had cake. I haven't had chocolate. I haven't had a donut. And uh, I don't really crave it all that much. Every once in a while, I will see somebody eating a eating a donut and I'll think, uh, man, I'm never going to be able to eat something like that ever again in my entire life. And I know that that's not necessarily true. I know that once, if I can get this weight, if I can get myself down to where I want to be, then every once in a while, once a week, once every two weeks, maybe I can have a donut, you know, but it's not going to be every single night before bed. Cause that, that's where, that's what got me to where I am right now. Three things happened that, that got me to where I am right now. Cause I am a, I've always been a big guy. Always. I've always been overweight, but I look at pictures of me back before, um, I met my wife. And even, even after I met her, even after we got married, I was, I was not as big back then. And, and frankly, when I look at pictures of myself now compared to pictures of myself, then even though I was overweight, I feel like I was a slim read. And so where there were three things going on back then, four really, when, when it really comes down to it. One, I was uh, playing in a, in a rock and roll band, in a, in a hard rock band. And we practiced three nights a week for two to three hours with maybe one or two breaks. So I was, I was getting some real exercise in three nights a week because I played drums. And that takes a lot of work. You sweat a lot. You work really hard doing that. So that's one thing I stopped doing uh, not long after I got married. Uh, two, um, the whole before bed snack. You know, that just, I can't remember how that started, but it just did. Um, and then three, did I say four? I think only three. Um, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this anymore. I used to smoke back then. And frankly, you know, of course, I'm healthier now that I'm not smoking, but I didn't eat as much when I was smoking. So those three kind of things all kind of coinciding at the same time just made me balloon up like a freaking, well, like a balloon. Hello and welcome to another episode of my other podcast. I'm your host. You know who this is. Big Steve. Wow, that was terrible. I apologize. So uh, let's see. It's the end of March, and today is near freezing temperatures. Near freezing temperatures at the end of March. 
And the last few days have been rainy and miserable. And this morning, it snowed. It's the end of March, and it snowed. But guess what? I don't care. I'm pretty happy because I did it. I did it. That's right. What did I do? I don't know. You know. No, you don't. I know. Last night, well, let me back up a second. I've talked about it before when it comes to, when it comes to, when it comes to, I'm stuck in a rut all of a sudden. I have talked about it before with my writing. There's a, uh, I was doing the Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. It was serialized. It was online. It was at the website. It was at Wattpad. It was at another place, the name of which I can't remember. And I collected the first volume and I self-published it. And then I started doing uh, what would become the second volume. And I had these 17 chapters ready to go. And I felt I need something before this. this. I don't want this to lead off volume two. I need something small. And so I started writing a, uh, a shorter story called fairy tale. And originally it was four chapters. And so I started to put those chapters out there. And as I was getting ready to put out chapter four, I didn't like the way it ended. I thought it ended too suddenly. It needed, it needed just a little bit more conflict it wrapped up too easy as far as I was concerned, and it still wraps up easily. I just needed a little bit more conflict. And so I started to write a fifth chapter. I, I ended the fourth chapter a different way, and I started to write a fifth chapter, and then just straight up got stuck. I got about a paragraph into that fifth chapter, and then I just got stuck. And it was really strange because I kind of knew what I wanted to do. It's not that I couldn't think of how, you know, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to wrap the story. I knew what I wanted to do. I just, they're just, I just couldn't write it. It's not a matter of, I need an idea. I just could not write it. I simply could not write it. Well, on Thursday, it just hit me what I wanted to do or, I don't know, I knew what I wanted to do, but like I said, I just couldn't write it. It just kind of hit me. I sat down, I had my little notebook, and I just started writing. And then the next day, I sat down at the computer, and I started writing based on what I put in my notebook. And then I finished it. I finished the chapter. I finished that first story. Fairy tale is complete. In the undead of the night is after that. 17 chapters. So I have 18 chapters, 18 weeks worth of serialized Norman, Oklahoma, ready to go starting next week. I just have to remember what day of the week I used to put those out because I can't quite remember. I'll have to I'll have to look that up here in a bit, but I'm pretty gosh darn tootin' excited about it because it's been a bit that I have just sat sat down and uh, wrote. It's been a while since I've done it, and man, it felt good. The words were just coming out. And if you wa- if you read it, you're going to look at that chapter and go, so you sat on this for like a year? And it's just, it's not that I couldn't think of anything. Like I said, I just couldn't write. There was just nothing, nothing coming out. I knew what I wanted to do. I just couldn't do it. My brain wouldn't let me put the words on the paper. And then suddenly my brain did. I do this every now and again. The first book that I wrote, which is Holiday's Gold, I had, I mean, that sucker took me like four years. But in reality, I mean, when it comes, when it, when it comes to the actual writing of the book, it probably took me eight months. And yet it took me four years because I would just, I would just start writing and I would write and write and write. And I would just get a lot of stuff out there and then stop. And then I couldn't get started again. And again, I knew what I wanted to do. I just couldn't do it. That's why.
Good Lord. I promised myself I was not going to comment on loud cars anymore. I was just going to ignore them. But that was like a, I don't know how well that's going to come across, but that was like a freaking helicopter. So yeah, I do that a lot, don't I? When I kind of run out of steam when I'm talking, I just go, so yeah, that's where I'm at. So yeah. I've also been, I'm worrying about the podcast again. You know, I want to thank you for supporting the show and allowing me to talk about things that worry me. This is, to a certain extent, a form of therapy. Man, there is somebody across the street in a building and they are telling a story and they are just gesturing frantically. I don't, it's like they're, they're playing air drums as they're speaking. And I'm trying to figure out because they're at one point, at one moment, the way they're just, they're gesticulating. Is that the word I'm looking for? It looks, uh, laissez-faire and carefree. And then the next moment it looks almost threatening. So I can't tell if this dude in this building across the street is fighting with someone, but they are in a public place. So I have to assume based on the, based on his gestures, if he is fighting with someone I can't see, then he's got to be screaming and yelling. And I would assume at this point that somebody would break that up. So I'm guessing he's just telling a very animated story. He's standing and it's, it's a, it's, it's a waiting room with a lot of chairs and he's standing. Anyway, I just, that caught my eye. I couldn't help. I can't, couldn't help but just watch this dude because at one point it looked like he was playing air drums and then he was throwing karate chops and uh, then he was starting a lawnmower. I don't know what was going on over there. It's the, the story is now he's, now he's just throwing his hands down like, and I couldn't get that lawnmower started. I drummed on it. I karate chopped it a few times and then I kept pulling the cord and I just couldn't, I just couldn't start it. And now I just don't know what to do. And now I'm, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm upset and I'm going to stick my finger in my ear and, and now I'm going to flap my arms around a bit more. And, and I don't know what's going on in there. It's kind of freaking me out. I can't stop watching him. I know this is making for terrible podcasting, but I can't stop watching him. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tangent for you a moment. I'm going to go on a tangent. I'm going to be tangenting. I know for a fact that when my mind really goes, if I'm aware of the fact that my mind is not working the way it's supposed to, you know, when you're trying to remember a word or when you say issue instead of episode or episode instead of issue and you keep doing it, well, it makes me angry sometimes. And I've already warned my wife, when my mind starts to go, but I'm still... I still have enough of my faculties to understand that my mind is not working. I'm going to be a pretty pissed off guy and I'm going to be pretty cranky all the time. And I apologize to to you about it now. And I'm going to try my best not to be. But I find it so frustrating when I say stuff like issue when I mean to say episode or I say episode when I mean to say issue because it just feels like uh, my mind is doing what it's not supposed to be doing and it makes me angry. Anyway... Welcome to another episode of my other podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and I'm sitting in my car and I'm talking to you because I got nothing else better to do. That sounded rude, didn't it? I'm really talking to you because I got nothing else better to do. So this is your Friday episode, and I suppose it's supposed to be the freak out part two. Uh, but you know what? I'm kind of over it. I mean, I'm still not getting a bunch of downloads. Uh, but the newest episode, episode number 34, is getting more downloads than episode 33, which still to this day, all right, so it's Thursday, it's the night before this episode comes out, so episode 33 has been out almost two weeks now, and it only has 15 downloads, whereas episode 34 has 29 So episode 34 is not doing great, but it's doing better than episode 33. And I just have to assume that people don't care about Comixology Unlimited original books. Apparently that's not a subject that others that aren't subscribers, I guess, feel is something they want to spend their time 
uh, listening to. I have to assume, I have to assume that's the case. And I think that's kind of a shame because they were good books. And I know there's still kind of a stigma out there when it comes to digital comics because, oh no, we're putting the, the digital comics are putting the local comic book stores out of business. And that, you know what? That may be the case, but that's just the way life is anymore. You know, it used to be, hey, hey, don't buy your books through places like uh, DCB Service. Don't buy your books through a mail order place because they're putting the local comic book stores out of business. And there's a reason why people choose these other services rather than go to their local comic book store. And it's because they're cheaper. They want their money to go farther. And here's the thing with digital comics. And it's actually something that I don't understand at all. The digital comics don't seem to be any cheaper than the paper versions. So really the only reason you want to go digital is to save the expense of having to go somewhere and to save the expense of storing the comic books because you don't have to buy bags or boards or boxes or make room in the attic or in your bedroom or anywhere in the house to store them. So really the only reason you'd want to go digital at this point, because uh, you're not, based on what I can see, they're not any cheaper than going anywhere else. I mean, I get, if I buy single issues, I'm going to get a small discount because I'm part of Comixology Unlimited. But... If I go to one of the lo- or the local comic book store and get on their pull list, they will they'll give me 10% off and my comics will come bagged and boarded. So really if I was buying single issues, why not go to the local comic book store? And for me it would have to be just simply the storage issue. I don't I don't want any more freaking comics in my house. I'm trying to get rid of what I have. Um But yeah, I can only, I'm just, you know, either folks just don't care. And when I say folks, I mean, because, okay, like I said in the last episode, I have been averaging, well, let's just say about 60 downloads an episode. And then episode 33 hits and bam, 15 downloads. So that's what? That's a quarter of the downloads I've been getting. So three quarters of the normal listeners out there either have either all decided at the same time that this guy's an idiot. He is not entertaining. He, his show is not fun. Um, the books he talks about are old and I'm interested in new books. He, I don't like the single voice podcast idea. I don't like the fact that there aren't other people on there with them. Um, so I'm just going to stop listening to him. Or they all said, whoa, digital comics, hold on now. That is wrong because he's, 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 uh, promoting an outlet that's going to close down the local comic book shop. Or they all thought, man, comiXology and original, original titles, who cares? I have to imagine that is probably a, a bit of all three. I also, having done no research at all, I also have to kind of assume, just based on uh, listening to other podcasts and seeing stuff on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, that most folks out there probably, I think there's a higher percentage of people buying their comics from their local comic book store, basically buying physical comic books rather than digital And so I think maybe for a lot of folks, they said to themselves, well, he's talking about three comic books that I'm never going to buy because I don't buy digital comics. And that's the only way you can get these books is digitally. And, you know, I guess I get it. Uh, I just thought I would talk about something a little different. And yeah, I do. I, you know, because I talk about old books because I'm a low rent fanboy and I don't buy new books. And that's just the way it is. You all know that. I mean, you're sticking with me. So that's pretty cool. But during my freak out, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I was, I was ready to just give up the Stephen or Else podcast altogether. 
and just do just another fanboy. Because here's the thing. Here's what I started talking about in the last episode. When I started thinking about coming back to podcasting, my first thought, of course, was, well, I'll just bring, I'll just bring back just another fanboy. I'll just start with a brand new episode number one, and I'll just do just another fanboy and talk about comics. But I, I also, I didn't want to just, I, at the time I thought, well, I should try to use this as a platform for my self-publishing, for my writing. And so maybe I should do, uh, you know, may, I could still talk about comics, but I should also talk about, um, you know, the writing side of things and the self-publishing world. And, and, uh, so if I'm going to do that, maybe I don't want it to be called just another fanboy. Cause that's a, that's just a straight up comic book podcast. And it would also mean going out and buying the URL for just another fanboy.com. And I no longer have access to the email address. I'm very, very upset about that. I'm sure I've talked about that before, but I don't remember the password and I can't get into it. And nothing, there's nothing I can do through Gmail and through Google to get me back into that, into that uh, account. I've done all the little help steps that they provide, all the little things that they want you to do to verify who you are. And it just, it doesn't matter. They won't give me, they won't give me access again. So the web, the email address is just out there. Just another fanboy at gmail.com. Now, here's the thing. If you send an email to that email address, I will still get it because I, before I, uh, when I switched over to the, my, my, my other email address, um, I set up a forwarding. So anything that went to just another fanboy, you know, I'd stop doing the podcast. I didn't need that email address anymore, but I figured I'd still get emails. So I set up a forwarding to my, my current email address and that's still in place. So I still get emails from there. And there's one I get from an online retailer that tells me, you know, calls me Miranda or something and says that the, you know, the stuff that I bought is on the way and somebody named Miranda somehow is using my email address on their account, I would assume. Otherwise it's spam. I mean, there's no money being taken out of any, out of my account. So I don't know. I've just been ignoring those emails as they come in. Uh, but I was kind of hoping to get on to just another fanboy, just to email them back and say, Hey, I'm not Miranda, knock it off. But I can't get back there. So that was also a, a reason for not doing just another fanboy. That was kind of in my little OCD way, kind of a big reason. If I don't have the email address, what's the point of doing the podcast at all? Even knowing that I could have probably done something like JAF at gmail.com or just another fanboy podcast, anything else. But for some, I just went, nah, I'm going to, and here's the thing. I already owned the Steven or else URL. I've had that for 10 years or so, because after just another fanboy, I, I wanted to, I still wanted to have a website. And, um, the idea of it being Steven or else just, it just tickled me pink. And so that's the website that I had started and that's where I was directing people when it came to my books and stuff. And so I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just do the Stephen or else podcast and it'll be a mix of things. It's, and the idea being that since it's not the name, you know, it's not something that basically says this is a comic book podcast. Then if at any point I decided I'm going to start talking about novels and movies and TV shows, I can because it's not just simply a comic book podcast. And then, you know what? It became a comic book podcast because I find that that's just, that's just easier to talk about. And I don't have a lot of people to talk comics with. And that's kind of, when it comes to just sitting down and talking about stuff, that's kind of my passion. And I don't have anybody around that I can talk comics with. And so... You know, it's easier just to do it on the podcast. And so because of that, I start thinking, well, if it's just going to be a comic book podcast anyway, then why not have it be just another fanboy? I now have that feed out there. I'm putting old episodes up. Why not just come back and say, all right, 
the Just Another Fanboy podcast is back. But then, of course, I start thinking, well, what about the people who are listening to the Stephen or Else podcast? Will they come over? Can I convince them to, to, to stop, you know, that subscription and start a different subscription? And what if I decide, you know, six months later that I don't want to talk comics all the time anymore and I want to mix it up a little? Then, you know, but I've, I've since gotten over that. And I have been thinking about maybe I should reformat the Stephen or else podcast and just, and do different segments and have comic books be one of the segments. But the more I think about it, the harder it becomes to, to try anything like that. You know, in pie in the sky, if I had my druthers, if anybody was just to come up and hand me a package of druthers, then I would be able to create a podcast called the Stephen or else podcast in which there were different segments. One of which was, the a comic book segment and I would have a have this brilliant idea of what the other segments would be and somehow ha, in 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 recording the podcast I would also create uh extra material that would be perfect for my other podcast so I could just sit down once or twice a week and record for like 2 hours and everything is done and bam and it's just that easy. Heck, just today, I sat down and recorded um, the back half. I recorded half of episode 35 because uh, I, I ended up recording that in two different parts. But I, I was in my car recording the second half of it. And it's not that hot out today. It's about 60 degrees. And just sitting in my car with the windows up and you know the engine off, I'm sweating within 10 to 15 minutes. And I remember when I first started the podcast and it was September, I would I was I was in my my dad's truck because my car was in the shop and I'd go out there at lunch and I'd sit down and it would be 70 or 80 degrees and I would record for like 2 or 3 minutes at a time and have to stop and turn the truck on and let the air conditioning run for a while and then turn then turn it off record for another three to five minutes. It was, it was, it sucked. And so I'm not quite 100% what I'm going to do once the summer comes. If anything, I'm going to take a hiatus from every podcast except for this one. This is the one that I will not stop doing. I obviously cannot podcast with the air conditioning running here. I'll, I'll, I'll turn on the car right now. And I've got the air on. I don't know. I'll go back and listen to and, and see what that sounds like. Maybe, maybe I can, but I doubt it. And that's, that's not very high at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can. Right now, just sitting in the car talking with, the, with it going, it doesn't seem like it... it uh, makes that much noise. But I'm sure that once I sit down and listen to it, um, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, that's really loud. I'm going to turn the car off now. But maybe it won't be. And if it's not too awful gosh darn loud, you know, if anything, it blocks out all the noise coming from outside. Saturday was our nerd quest. We normally go on Sundays, but Saturday was free comic book day. So we stopped at Chops Comics, got three. We each got three free comics. Um, I got the, the whatever the wrong earth um, from Ahoy Comics, I think it is, whatever their free offering was. And then I got a Robotech and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I also bought a book. I have that I bought the novelization of the death and return of Superman, which I, I already own, but I found it um, in a box of stuff that had been sitting in a in my you know above my parents' garage, kind of their shop. There's a little storage area, and it's really warped. And it looked like something had been chewing on it. And I had lost the dust jacket many many years ago, so I just happened to find it there. And I talked to uh, Jason, the guy who runs the place, and told him I was really happy to find it there. And they had it for half half off. And he said they just got it in, so it was pretty pretty lucky for me. Anyway, got a bunch of movies. 
from the library while we were there. Uh, they had a bookshelf up front that was showing off all of their Star Wars offerings because Saturday, May the 4th, was May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. And, and so I got um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and I watched those on Saturday. And I this is my third time seeing a Force, The Force Awakens and my second time seeing The Last Jedi. And I really enjoyed The Last Jedi the first time I saw it and then heard everybody hated it. And not everybody. I don't want to say that. It was a very polarizing movie. But I started to think, I started to wonder to myself, well, maybe I only liked it because I wanted to like it. So I was really looking forward to seeing it again the second time. And of course, when I watched it the second time, I still freaking loved it. So can't wait for number three. I guess, uh, I'm going to have to wait for that because I don't think that's coming out till this winter. But on top of that, I got both of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movies. I was only interested in watching Conan the Destroyer. I've seen Conan the Barbarian a couple of times, but Conan the Destroyer was rated PG. And they used to play it on like TBS all the freaking time. So growing up, that was my Conan movie. And I watched a little bit of it and then I stopped because I wanted to get to the main three that I wanted to watch while I was off. Uh, and I'll get to those three here in a second because I just finished movie number two. But I also got Batman Year One, the animated version of the Mark Miller, uh, Dave, um, man, I can't think of that guy's name. I want to say Michelini. Um, animated movie's pretty good. It's all right. There was a moment in there that I started to go, see, this is why I hate Batman. Because you got Bruce Wayne, you know, it's year one of before he's Batman. So this is the story of how he decides, you know, he's come back from all his training. He decides that he's going to be a Batman and, and all that. He knows he's going to go out there and fight crime, but he hasn't decided how he's going to do it yet. And it's in this story that shows how he decides. Um, but he's out in the yard at the manor and he's training. And the first thing he does is he has this big stack of bricks and he punches them and they explode. And I went, what? And then he kicks a tree and the tree splits in half and it falls over. And it was a good sized tree. And again, I went, what? Come on. This is why I hate Batman. They, why would they do that? Why would, that wasn't in the freaking book. Why would they do that? And so then I, I happened to have the book on Comixology Unlimited. And so I picked up my phone and I went to that scene. Sure enough, Punched a freaking stack of bricks and they exploded, kicked a tree, split open and fell over. So, eh, I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why they insist on doing stuff like that with Batman. Because then later, he is in a cop car. He, he went out to fight some crime before he was Batman and he gets shot and he gets arrested. And he's in the back of the cop car and he breaks free by subduing the driver, the car, the, 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 they wrecked the car. He kicks the door completely off of the car. He gets out of the car. The car is about to explode. And so he grabs the two unconscious police officers and he's carrying them both one hand for, but he's not like dragging them. He's got one over the shoulder and one he's just carrying with one arm. And that, why do they do that? I understand that it's comic books, but one of the things that makes Batman Batman is the fact that he doesn't have superpowers. And yet, and here it is going all the way back to this Frank Miller story because it was in the story. He's exploding bricks with a punch. He's kicking trees over. He's kicking car doors off of cars. And he's carrying two very, I mean, they're, they weren't super fat, but these were like uh, freaking overweight beat cops with all their gear on, and he's carrying them each the same time. I was past the, the part where he punches, where he explodes the bricks just by punching them and knocks the tree over by kicking it. I had gotten past that in the book. I had stopped about halfway through, and I hadn't gone back to it in a couple of, in a few, you know, in a, a week or so. And then that scene comes up in the movie. And apparently it didn't make me blink an eye. When I see it in the comic book, no big deal. See it in an animated movie and I'm like, come on. He's, he's freaking 
splitting trees in half with his foot. He's exploding bricks with his hand. That doesn't... Batman can't do that. Knock it off. And yet, there he was in the comic book doing it. And I, it didn't seem to bother me. I guess I get annoyed sometimes when folks try to dismiss. Just because someone's an actor or a musician, people who just dismiss their opinions on social issues or even politics just simply because of their position. These are the same people that, you know, can stand up there and go, look, I think this politician is wrong and what this politician is doing is wrong and I think they should stop it. But then a celebrity gets up and says something that is uh, the opposite of that. The person says, you you shut up, you're a celebrity. You, What makes you think you're qualified to say that? To which I turn around and go, well, you're a freaking call center operator. What makes you think you're qualified enough to, to say what you're saying? Dumbass. Ooh, I said the A word. I don't know what else I have to say other than the fact that I am watching all three Die Hard movies. I started the last, the first one last night, just finished the second one, going to watch the third one. I don't have the fourth or fifth one. I've seen the fourth one twice maybe and it was okay i've seen the fifth one once and it was okay but i have no i have no wicked wicked no wicked wicked desire to see either of those two ever again i'm not going to go out of my way to see those two movies now if someone were to just show up with those movies and say here you go watch these uh when you get a chance i would probably watch them if they showed up on a streaming service I would probably watch them. You know, movie four, if we're going to go with the whole theme of uh, Bruce Willis using his movies to deliver messages, first of all, I think Die Hard's kind of a weird place to do it, but whatever. Um, Die Hard 4 wasn't that kind of all about technology and how technology can be bad. So maybe there is some truth to it. I don't know. There's there's kind of a kind of a message in that movie too. But I think when people go see a Die Hard movie, they're not looking for a message. And I don't find that these messages are, I don't know, maybe that's the point. You know, it's like you're, you're not there. You're not looking for a message. You're not there to, to, to seek a message. But as somebody's blowing up, a, uh, you know, a, a police car, you're getting a message. And you don't notice that it's there until you do. And I don't, I guess I don't have any problems with it. You know, again, if it's a message I don't like, then I'm not going to watch it. If a celebrity is going to start telling me something that I don't agree with, I'm just not going to listen to them. I'm not going to tell them that they're unqualified. I'm not going to tell them that they don't have a right to their opinion simply because they're a freaking actor or a musician. That's got to be one of the dumbest things anybody can say. You know, people say it to, uh, to comic book creators all the time. Why don't you just get out of politics and just go back to drawing your funny books. They have just as much of a right to their opinion, right or wrong, whether you agree with it or not, than you or I. I think it's silly to tie in what someone does for a living to gauge whether or not their opinion in social issues or politics or whatever is valid or invalid. Wow, I originally started this episode just to talk about Die Hard. And I've turned it into a, into a thing where, you know, somebody could say, why don't you go back to recording your little audio things and you leave the big boy stuff to us, okay? Because that's just the way people are. I'm out. Take a look.